say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, and welcome to the Catch My Killer podcast. Thank you for listening. My name is Mark. Since 2015, I've written a weekly newspaper column about true crimes and unsolved homicides for the Claremont Sun newspaper in Ohio. This is the conclusion of the mysterious death of a Kentucky woman named Shanera Selden. If you haven't listened to the first part of this story, please listen to the first half. Shanera Selden was a 25-year-old woman who lived in Louisville, Kentucky, with her boyfriend and a roommate. According to Shanera's mother, Shamika Selsmore, her daughter vanished on October 21, 2019. Her mother and a group of friends began frantically searching for Shanera without any luck. On October 27, 2019, a deceased nude woman was found in the Ohio River in New Albany, Indiana. The deceased woman was identified as Shanera Selden. For unknown reasons, law enforcement originally ruled Shanera's death as a suicide. Shamika said that this was not possible. Although she had lost her son over a year before she was found deceased, she said that her daughter was not depressed. And if she had committed suicide, where was her clothing and her shoes and her backpack? And why would she strip down naked and then kill herself by jumping into a river? Did Shanera take her own life or was she a homicide victim? Shanera Selden was born on May 17, 1994, in Florence, South Carolina. According to her mother, Shamika Selsmore, her daughter was last seen near her home by a neighbor in the Wyandotte Park area in Louisville on October the 21st, 2019. Shamika, who lives in Radcliffe, Kentucky, told a local media source that not only was her daughter missing, but she had left several really important items behind. For instance, her cell phone, her hijab, and her prayer beads from her Muslim faith were left behind. She also left behind a photo of her son Aiden, 
and a little bear that she kept to remember him by. Aiden was four years old when he was tragically killed in a car accident back in April of 2018. And Shamika had said that it wasn't like her daughter to go anywhere without telling anyone or to leave without taking her prized possessions. She said that her daughter was a loving and kind person without any enemies. She learned of her daughter's disappearance when she received a strange phone call from her daughter's cell phone. However, it was Shanera's boyfriend calling from her phone. He claimed that he did not know where she was and that she was missing. Shamika knew that something was wrong. She immediately filed a missing persons report with the Louisville Metro Police. Shanera was wearing an old navy pea coat, a pink and black Betsy Johnson backpack, and Nike Air Max tennis shoes when she went missing. She was described as five foot one and weighed around 100 pounds. According to Shamika, law enforcement treated her daughter as a runaway and did not take the case seriously. She would put together a search party on her own and start looking for her missing daughter without the assistance of law enforcement. They weren't able to find Shanera. This would all change when a nude deceased woman was found floating in the Ohio River in New Albany, Indiana on October 27, 2019. Her death was originally ruled a suicide. There was nothing to support the ruling. The toxicology report proved that Shanera had no drugs or alcohol in her system, and there was no body trauma to prove that she had jumped into the river on her own. According to Shamika, her daughter's autopsy report was filled with many untruths. For instance, it stated that she had previously tried to commit suicide, and that she was depressed and that she often took long walks along the Ohio River. Shamika had talked to the coroner and said that none of these claims were true. She asked the coroner where this false information came from. Apparently, this information came from Shanera's boyfriend. Shamika had said that she could not understand why her daughter's boyfriend would provide this information knowing that it was not true. Also, Shanera was found with her vaginal and anal cavities dilated yet a rape kit was never done. The false information was eventually removed from the autopsy report, and the manner of death is now ruled as undetermined. Today, Shanera's case is still considered undetermined, and there have been no recent developments. For this story, I spoke to Shamika Selsmore about her daughter's mysterious death. She is 100% convinced that someone killed her daughter. And now, on with the conclusion of the story of Shanera Selman. So now, did you get a search the house? You said you went to the apartment, right? Did you get a look around in there? Yeah, I went to the house, and I want to say, within the hour, I had a search team. I called a friend or two, and they called a friend or two, and there were like six or seven of us. And we are looking in every part of the house that we can look in. We looked in the roommate's area. We looked everywhere that we could, and we ended up going over to, he left, the boyfriend left, and we went to the house where I knew he would be, um, one of his friends, and I'm going to put friends in quotes because there's a lot that comes out after that. So he, we go over to that friend's house, and we blatantly ask, where is Shanara? And the both of them give this grand story 
about how at first the friend told us that he didn't see her since, you know, a day. And it was a day that we found something different later on. But he gave us a day that he saw her. And he said, well, when we saw, when I saw her, she just wasn't in the best spirits. And my wife was like, I think it sounds like they're setting up a scenario. Because it, you talk to Schneer and it doesn't sound like her. But they were adamant. We don't know where she is. We have no idea where she is. But I could just feel that they just were not telling the truth. But there was nothing I could do to prove it. I made him give me Shanera's cell phone. And after searching all that day, we went everywhere. The next day, we did the same thing. I discovered I was going through her phone, trying to pinpoint her last movement. And I realized that her Facebook had not been logged into, where her messenger had not been logged into, or there was no movement on messenger. So when I went to her Facebook messenger, I saw where her boyfriend had called her several times on Sunday, and there was no answer. There was no answer to her cell phone. There was no answer with him sending her messages, like the ring went un- unanswered. And so I asked him, I said, were you two arguing? And he said, not at all. So I said, I just find it very strange that you tell me that you left home on Sunday at this particular time. And five minutes later, you're calling and you're texting her and she's not answering. It doesn't make any sense that you say that you were home with her all day and then you leave and then you call her. The second thing is, it just doesn't make any sense to me that you just call incessantly and she doesn't answer like there's something going on. And in my mind, I thought, okay, so it seemed to me that he was trying to set up that he was not near her. So he's calling and he's texting. And I discover that I could go to his messenger from her phone because he'd logged into her, to his messenger from her phone. And I just switched profiles. And when I switched profiles, it it just blew my mind too. I recognized that he and his friend had been together during the next day, like the day before. I found out that he told us that he was home by 8 a.m. And he gave this whole story about what time he got there and what he did when he discovered that she was not there. And at 9.30 a.m., he was still on the bus. Because he told this friend, I am still on the bus. It was like at 9.38. The conversation between the two of them after Shanera was gone, it was very eerie to me. He said things like, hey, are you asleep? Wake up. Shanera is missing. And at this point, I couldn't even use the word missing. Not that early. It was like, okay, she's an adult. And according to you, it's been an hour. I can't say that my daughter's missing. I can just say that she's not here right now. Right. Not after an hour. Right. But he's using terminology like missing. He says things like, so the friend says, what do you think happened to her? Or where do you think she is? And he says, when I walked in, the setting looked like she'd gone to the store. Those are his exact words, the setting. And I thought, who uses words like the setting? And it was very obvious to me that he was 
actually setting this up in Messenger. It just wasn't authentic. So I, I also noticed that he never went back to the house. My son, who is three years younger than Shamara, was not able to go back to help us look for Shanara because he had to stay back at home in case she showed up. But this guy left home and didn't go back. And my thoughts were, well, because you know she's not coming back. If this is someone that you're in love with and you are distraught and you cannot find them, you're going to stay away from home even though she might show up? And I think that it's because he knew that she was not going to show back up, that she wasn't coming back home. So tell me about, um, you said you were searching for her. What kind of, did you, I think I saw something on the news maybe that she was missing. So did you put flyers up? What did you do when, after she went missing? We made flyers. We put flyers up. We went everywhere. By this time, the weather was starting to break. So it was cold and rainy and I thought she's out here in the rain. We went to parks. We went to neighborhoods. We talked to the news. We called uh, morgues. We talked to people in the neighborhood, like everywhere we went. There was a group of about 10 of us. We had a meeting almost every day. We went through her text messages. We compiled evidence. Because we were going to find my baby. We were forces to be reckoned with. We were not going to accept anything except finding her. And we were in, on foot. And we went into woods. We went into abandoned houses. We just looked for her everywhere that we could. Did law enforcement help? Absolutely not. They didn't help you look at all? No, absolutely not. At this point, the detective was unhelpful. He basically said, she is grieving. Maybe she needs some time to herself. And I found myself having defend my daughter's mental state. And I find my, found myself having to remind him that her son had died 18 months before. It wasn't yesterday. And I went through all of her. I printed every bit of the evidence that I had from her phone, all of the discrepancies, all of the lies. And I took it to the police station. And the lead detective was not there. So his partner was. And I remember walking into the station and her name was on a whiteboard, and it said possible addict. <laughs> and I thought, you've got to be kidding me. They really paid no attention to any of what I gave them. They didn't follow up on anything. They did nothing, absolutely nothing. They interviewed her boyfriend and his friend, but the first time they interviewed him, they said that he was high, and he, he was unable to have a conversation with him. The second time they interviewed him, he was in front of his mom's house. So there never any formal questioning. It was just, okay, well, he said, 
And this is where on the autopsy report, we find out that the things that were in the autopsy report, some of the findings actually came from him, not me, but from information they gathered from him, which were not true things. He never shared her information on his page. I had friends who were friends with him on social media, never shared her flyer, not once, never said, hey, she's missing, nothing, not one single thing the entire time she was missing. I'm assuming he didn't help with the search. No, he did not. He, he did absolutely nothing. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of my friends and I did around three to four news reports in the days that she was missing. And one of those days, we purposely had the news crew meet us in the neighborhood of the friend. And lo and behold, we see him walking with the friend and another group of guys. And then he comes over because he sees the news crew and he sees me. And he says, I want to help you put these flyers out. Can I help put out these? Let me put flyers out. So it was just not genuine at all. So I gave him a few flyers. And before they even went into the house, he had rolled them up. I saw his hands. He'd rolled them up in a tube. And pretty sure he didn't put anything out. But he was very shocked to see me there. He looked like he had he'd seen a ghost because he was not expecting me to be there. And that was the day before she was positively identified. So that was that Monday, and she was positively identified to me on that Tuesday. But up until then, there was nothing. How was she found? Who found her? There were some passerbys. Passerbyers, they were walking, a couple, and they saw a body, and they called the police. And an interesting thing is that one of the officials that was at the scene said that she 
instantly thought, she's naked. Well, how did this girl end up in the river naked? And she said that there's a database that they look at to find missing persons. And Shanira had started advanced decomposition. And so they, but they were able to recognize that it was her. They were going to still do an autopsy so that they could do, so that they could make a complete positive identification, but she was pretty sure at the time. And she shared with me that immediately this was, it was put into the air that it was, it was most likely a suicide. Before she was still in the yellow ambulance, before they even carted her off. And she has explained to me a number of times how she just really should have given more pushback because, you know, beautiful naked girls just don't end up in the river. You just don't end up in the river naked. Who said it was a suicide? That was the medical examiner. So that's what the first ruling was. So again, when they called me in on that Tuesday, well, let's rewind to that Sunday when they found her. I had sat down with my grandkids and my wife for the first meal um, that I'd had. I was not able to eat. So I sat down at this restaurant and I'd gotten a news alert on my phone that said there was a body pulled from the river. Every fiber in me knew that it was Shanera. I just knew it. So I asked for a box. I hadn't even taken a bite. We had driven separate cars, so I asked my wife, could she take my grandkids? And I remember driving the 30 minutes home. I called my sister and I said, I think they just found Shanera. And I remember screaming the rest of the way. There was nothing, absolutely nothing in me that did not think that it was her. But I just tried to hold out hope. Strangely enough, I never told anybody at that time that I thought that it was Shanera, except my sister. And she lives in North Carolina, never mentioned it. Her boyfriend, who had been MIA all this time, sends me a text message and says, I'm freaking out. I heard that they just found a body in the river. And I thought, you've got to be kidding me. This is what you call me to say. Mind you, in their neighborhood, a young lady was found in an abandoned house and not once did I get a phone call from him because the narrative there said there was a woman identified, found in the house, checked news at 10 or whatever. So there was a woman there that they found and he never said anything to me. But the moment that they find my daughter in the river, he breaks his silence and he sends me a text message and he says, I'm freaking out. I heard they just found a body in the river. So that Tuesday, I send a message to the detective. I call the detective and I tell him about someone that was trying to extort some money from me, telling me that they had Shanera. You know how they, when they prey on victims. I've heard about people trying to do things like that. Very unscrupulous. Yeah. And I wasn't calling him to tell him so because I believed it. I was calling him so he could try to catch the guy because I thought, well, that's really a crappy thing to do. So he said, can you meet me in my office today at two o'clock? So I went and I met him and he comes in with his boss and I have Shanara's aunt with me. 
and uh, tells me his words were, we are 98% sure that the body in the river is Shanera. And I hear what he's saying, but I'm holding on to that 2%. Because you said 98%. So 2%, it could be that it's not my baby that you just pulled from this river. Even though I knew it's really hard to explain, even though you know it's in your gut, holding out hope is still the thing that you have. So the coroner calls when I'm sitting there with him and said they got her medical records back and that it was her that they found in the river. And I said, what happened to her? And he said, we did not see any visible signs of trauma to her body. They did a very thorough autopsy. Oh, we think that she committed suicide. So I don't even hear suicide. I hear that my baby is dead. My beautiful baby is dead. That's what I hear. And I leave and I start making phone calls and I'm talking to her older sister. And she said, you don't think she committed suicide, do you? And then it clicked. I was like, no, I don't. And so we start this conversation after her funeral. So this goes on from she goes missing on the 21st. And then on November 6th is when we have her services. And after that, I need to start looking into some of her affairs. And they were telling me, well, I need a death certificate. So I contact the funeral home and I said, I really need Shanara's death certificate. And they said, her investigation is still pending. So then I end up calling the coroner and we end up having a conversation about Shanara and about her suicide by drowning. And she discloses to me that there's not enough to indicate that Shanara actually drowned and that she committed suicide. So I said, what? And then she explained to me that there was like a death diagnosis by default. So there were no gunshot wounds. There was nothing, no trauma to her head. There was nothing like that. So the thing that around her, that's around her is water. So then they say drowning. I thought, that's unfair to her. So we started in this conversation, and she said, what did you think about the autopsy report? I said, I never got it. She instantly emailed it to me. And I'm looking at her autopsy report, and I get sick because there are these findings of fact. And the first thing that they say is that she was depressed. And I was like, no, she wasn't. And then it said that she'd had multiple suicide attempts. And I thought, are you serious right now? That is so far from the truth. And then the third thing that they said was she took frequent walks by the river. This is in her autopsy report. And I said, my kid doesn't even know how to get to the river. Are you serious? There is just no way. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off 
my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, where did they get the information from then? So they get the depression. And they get the fact that she had suicide attempts. They had gotten that information from her boyfriend. Her taking the frequent walks by the river, I have heard that it came from LMPD, kind of putting the seal on suicide. And so I called the medical examiner and the coroner called the medical examiner because I said, this is BS. This is not the truth. So I call him, I leave a message, and I'm blowing his phone up. He calls me back, and he, his exact words were, the information that I got from the sources around me definitely colored my decision to rule it a suicide. Not the fact that it was a suicide, the fact that people gave him misinformation. So he reissued her autopsy took that information out and changed her cause of death to undetermined and her manner of death to undetermined. Just completely changed it. That is good. Most definitely, because once they rule the case a suicide, it's closed. They won't look into it again. Yes, well, they did close it. Yeah, they did close it. And But if it's undetermined, it can always be reopened. Of course, they won't do it without new information. And that started my crusade for the truth. I wrote letters to um, LMPD, to the different counties in Indiana, just to everyone that I could think of. And Indiana State Police picked it up because she was found over in Indiana. And with the coroner by my side, because she now believes that Shanero didn't die by her own hands. She died by the hand of someone else. She'd helped me get these letters out and to get this information to these people. And finally, Indiana State Police picked it up and they said, by, by what I'm reading in this letter, at, a, at, at minimum, you should have gotten an investigation. And I, she didn't get any of that. She got nothing. Well, let me mention something about people who commit suicide. So your daughter, who allegedly committed suicide, was found nude. I've done research on people that have committed suicide. And you know something that those people almost never do? They don't do it while nude. And do you know why? Because they know that when they commit suicide, most likely they will be found by a loved one. So they'll do it where their body can be found by a loved one. And they'll also be fully clothed because they don't want their loved ones to find them nude. So when I saw that your daughter was found nude, I didn't think it was a suicide. So that definitely told me that something was wrong. And the other thing was, if she committed suicide, her clothing would have been nearby. Then you have to ask yourself, where are her clothing and her shoes? And if she committed suicide, I hardly think that hiding her clothing would be any kind of a priority. Nope. 
That's correct. Her backpack is missing, and the thing is that the contents of the backpack were never even taken with her. I think that in in um, some kind of a hurry or haste, somebody grabbed the backpack because, you know, they wanted to look like she'd taken it, but there was nothing in it. I have her wallet. I have her driver's license right now. I have her bank card. The cell phone was left at home. There was not even anything in the backpack. And no, her clothes and her tennis shoes, none of that was ever found. The only thing that she still had was a ponytail holder in the back of her head. I don't know what happened to your daughter, but it doesn't seem to me like she took her own life. Without a doubt. I'm not saying that anyone did anything to her, but I'm going to say that I don't think she took her own life. I can definitely understand why you would question that. To me, it seems like something happened to her. Yeah, something definitely happened to her. And that's what I do. I continue to investigate and I try to get her story out. And it's just unbelievable. It still really just rocks my mind that this is what's happening. Right now, there's an open death investigation with Indiana State Police. And they are doing more than LMPD did when they, LMPD were, they lied and they told me that they'd done things that they didn't. They told me that they'd done a digital download on her phone and they never did. They lied about that, but ISP did. And right now it's a waiting game. Have you had her phone checked for pings? Because if her boyfriend had her phone the entire time, it's going to tell you where he was at with that phone, if it was on. The phone was at the house. It did not leave the house. It was somebody who had the phone, had walked to the Kroger, um, the shopping center right up from them, and then the phone came back. And I don't know if he had it or if she had it, but there was just not a lot of movement. Well, like I said, I don't see a 25-year-old woman walking around without her cell phone. That just doesn't happen. And that was the first thing that I thought when I read about this story. I was like, that can't be true. Young people don't go anywhere without their cell phones or anyone else for that matter. No, without a doubt. Now, she might have been running around trying to find a plug because, you know, she's she's got like 30 percent battery life, but she's not going to leave without her phone. I never leave my house without my cell phone. Do you? Absolutely not. I have two of them and they both go with me. Right. I mean, mine's with me everywhere I go. I mean, if I can't find it, I freak out. But yeah, so that's the biggest thing that really has me wondering about this. Well, her, not just the cell phone, but her going anywhere without taking things that she normally takes with her. Now, who's handling this investigation? So let's say that someone listening to this podcast wants to call a tip in who would they need to contact with their tip? They would need to contact Detective Chris Tucker with Indiana State Police. Now, do you have a Facebook page for your daughter's story? I had one dedicated directly to her, but it just got away from me. And so I shut it down. It was just a lot. It was just a bunch of spammers came in. It was before it even really got, out of, got off of the ground. And it's funny because her anniversary, of course, is this week. And I've gotten a nudge from Facebook, like, hey, you want to open this page back? So I don't think I'm going to open that one, but I'm going to open a new one. I've gotten the most coverage, believe it or not, from TikTok. And I know not everyone has TikTok. 
I don't really know much about TikTok, but I have heard that it is a great resource. Yeah, it it really is. Putting videos up about your daughter is really an excellent idea. But you may want to consider also putting up another Facebook page, because I think it's safe to say that most people do have a Facebook account. And then you can also profile other missing people or other unsolved cases from your area just to have new content that will bring people back. But you can set it up to where people have to be approved to access the page. That way you can prevent all the weirdos from accessing it. The good thing about having social media accounts is that it's a great place for people to share their tips with you because a lot of people either don't want to talk to law enforcement or they won't talk to law enforcement. Your Facebook page is a great place for people to share their tips with you, and then you can forward those on to law enforcement yourself. Right, right. Now, have you tried contacting Dr. Phil or, you know, people like Nancy Grace and tried to get national coverage? For your daughter's story? So I have not contacted Dr. Phil, but I have sent an email to Nancy Cray. And I you know they have a lot of people contacting them. So I'm trying to be patient. <laughs> but um, I think that, of course, the more coverage this gets, the better we're going to be. Right. And the more people who know about your daughter's story, the better. And I also like to recommend that people contact political figures like your mayor, your senators, the attorney general. I always tell people to just contact everybody because you never know when one of them might want to step in and help you out. You won't know unless you reach out to people. You're right. That's true. What I like to tell people is consider the case like a dartboard. The more darts you get, the better chance that you have of actually hitting the bullseye. If you only got two darts, you're probably not going to hit anything. And some of the people that I talked to have told me that, you know, which I don't necessarily recommend, but they tell me that they're a pain in the ass to the police because they call them a lot and they practically bug them. The only problem that you have with that is after a while, they stop taking your calls. But then I never want to tell anybody not to call. Because I understand that people are grieving and they want to find out what happened to their loved ones. Well, one thing that I can say is that any time that I call the detective, he makes time. And I do not think, honestly, that he is giving me everything. And I think that, yeah, I feel like not only that, but I have a large social media following, following particularly on TikTok. And I that can't be compromised. But he does talk to me whenever he gives me little nuggets here and he tells me things and I am a therapist. I read between the lines for a living. So (laughs) there are things that I'm able to pick up on and I do feel like he's doing all that he can. I do. Yeah. Well, with Shanara's case, you're going to need someone to talk about it. Without a doubt. Yes. Well, I think that you would agree with me that someone out there knows something. There are people out there who know exactly what happened to your daughter. It's just finding out who and encouraging them to say something. Yeah. I feel like her boyfriend will be the one to cry. I told him, I guess about a year ago, I do not ever want to hear from you. 
unless you're ready to tell me what happened to my daughter. You just want to know what happened to your daughter. I mean, for all we know, it could have been an accident. That is, that's what my mom believes. She believes that. And she had congestion in her neck. That was in her autopsy. Yes, I had read that. What exactly does that mean? So that, I didn't know if I did so much research and all my research came back to choking. And I said, well, to be sure, that's not it. And they say that there's nothing. So I want to say about a, about a year and a half ago, we finally got answers. And the congestion in the neck can be caused by um, her being in the water, or it could be from a neck injury. And no one who was present at that autopsy thought to say, let me go a little bit further because she's got congestion in her neck. It's like they colored the, they gave the death diagnosis first and then they kind of went from there, right? They said, okay, so her son died. Um, we got all of this information from the boyfriend. She's suicidal. So let's just do the autopsy, but not really looking for things. Because if someone else had gotten the same thing, then they had congestion in their neck, then they would have looked at things differently. But it's like they just kind of skated over it. Um, both of her orifices were dilated, but she got no rape kit. That was not done. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Did she get tested for rape? Yeah. Nope. Uh, so you don't know she was raped? Nope, no rape kit. You know, I mean, one of, it really troubles me that you didn't find her clothing. Yeah. I mean, where is it? Where's her clothing at? Somebody has her clothes or somebody disposed of them. So that, I mean, right there, I mean, it's, she didn't hide her clothes. She didn't commit suicide and hide her clothes. I mean, people just don't do that. And people don't commit suicide nude. They just, they don't, it doesn't happen. And they didn't come up in the river. Like one of the detectives was like, well, maybe like absolutely not stop it. Well, most likely if someone did something to her, that individual took her clothing to get rid of evidence. I agree. And it's probably gone. The person probably disposed of it somewhere in a dumpster or they buried it or something. But there's a reason why this individual took her clothing. Yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And I've said so many times that if I believed it was suicide, I would be rallying and marching about suicide. But I know that's not what happened to her. Well, whether accidental or on purpose, I agree with you. And I do think that something probably did happen to her. It's just we have to find out what that was. So my final question that I would have for you is for anyone out there who's listening to this podcast, if they know anything about what happened to your daughter, what would you say to that person or persons? I would say that Shanara was beautiful inside and out. We miss her and we love her. And if you know anything, anything at all, please just contact us. Just contact us. And what if it was your loved one? What if it was your daughter or your sister or your aunt or the person that you love the most? What if it was your family? Just please tell us what happened to her. And that concludes the story of Shanara Selden. What happened to this young woman? 
Why was her nude body found floating in the Ohio River? And why was her clothing, shoes, and backpack missing? Most likely, someone removed these items and disposed of them before dumping her body into the river. Shamika is convinced that someone killed her daughter. Someone out there knows what happened to this young woman. Could it be you? Can you help Shanara's loved ones find out what really happened to her? If you know anything about this story, please contact the Louisville Police Department anonymous tip line at 502-574-5673, or you can reach out to the Indiana State Police at 317-232-8248. And I will be sure to include this information in the case story notes. And if you are a parent, law enforcement official, friend, or relative seeking justice for an unsolved homicide case, please visit my website and complete the contact form. You can also contact me through Facebook. Thank you for listening.